we are back with another Black Window Cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, aka Ben Real vs. World. Um, today, we're going to do something a little different. Dave, is, Dave, where are you going? Well, I have a haircut, and we could have done this before uh, the appointment, but we ended up just doing a lot of other things. So now, now we're running up against time. So what we did was we phoned a friend. My boy Mike's about to pull up to the function and join us for a quick conversation about the importance of demo reels. Um, why do we want to do that? What made um, us think about that earlier? Well, we were talking about websites and they're, they're, we were talking about doing an episode about websites and their importance. And I think a real strong port in that. And then Mike was coming and Mike's reels insane. So that is true. So he definitely would know. And also in his podcast, he talks about how he, um, he thinks a reel is like the best way to land clients. Right. So yeah, he can talk about that more. He's literally standing right behind the camera, but we're going to bring him in a second. Dave just, we wanted to record the intros real quick before Dave left for his haircut. Um, so we'll get to that in a second, right after this uh, ill-ass intro that we created a couple weeks ago. Right, motherfucking no! Take some fucking notes, you bitch. Uh, we're back. Um, I'm gonna say the same joke I said before. We just recorded for like three or four minutes, and then I realized that I, I didn't hit record on the fucking audio. Super fail on my practice. It's practice a, make perfect. It's the first time I um, I did that on this podcast. I'm feeling like an idiot right now. But anyway, what we were talking about, my first joke I made was that Dave cut his hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just way better the first time around but yeah. look at him look at he looks so sharp now yeah you got a hat and all that that's cool uh mike hi hey this is your second time on the podcast yeah thank you honored to be back um the first time we did it in lauren's office and it was a little bit more prettier. girly yeah prettier way prettier so but i feel like this is also a step up for me better lighting way better lighting i don't even know if i put lights on yours <laughs> I might not have. I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe one softbox. Oh, natural. Um, but Mike is in town. You had a day off today or a half a, half a day off. I don't even know. Do you ever take days off? Because when you when you when when I saw you outside, you were still on a call talking to someone about a script. Yeah. Well, yeah. As in this job, you're never taking a day off, really, unless you're like out of cell service. Right. Which sometimes is pretty painful or very awesome. So good. Did, so you've been traveling nonstop. You were just in India and we were just talking about Europe it before that you were in Europe before India. Yeah. I, I did six weeks back to back four jobs back to back. And you just had a child and I just had a kid, but I've only like seen him for a month, <laughs> three months of his life. So right. That's insane. I think I still have a child. Yeah. Shout out to Chelsea <laughs> if she's still here with us. And, uh, I don't know if that kid took her and just like moved off to where else would you move in Canada? That's doper than where you guys live. I'm just thinking of somewhere that's without of cell reach. I don't know. It's pretty good. We're pretty close to being like kind of out of cell range. It's a pretty good spot. Yeah. So they might be out of, they might not be listening to this podcast right now. You never know. They moved on from you, bro. Maybe proud child though. He might be watching. He probably is three months old. He's already getting educated. It's so cool. I feel like it's tight. It, please listen to the last podcast episode. Cause we tell us the entire story, but it was cool. Cause it was ending. You ended the story by talking about you were about to have a kid. Yeah. And then he like lived in LA and moved back to Canada, had his kid there and literally has been traveling nonstop, but it's pretty, I, I don't know. He was just stopped in to see us in the office. And then I was like, 
I'm going to take advantage of this situation right now and get you on the podcast because your reel is really, really good. And I think that it's important to talk about the importance of reels yeah, and kind of explain why. Um, I'll share a link to your reel in the description, but I know I said it on the first time we tried to do this, that I think your reel is the best reel I've ever seen in my life. You're making me blush, bro. Sorry, dog. Um, it is the way you, I don't know, the way you structure your shit, but also the content that you shot is fucking incredible. So you've been all over the world. You just, like you said, you just did Europe and fucking India for six weeks. You're about to go fly to Hawaii and where else? New York, Houston, Baltimore, Vegas. In the next like two weeks. Yeah, 10 days. 10 days. Then he's coming back to LA. See the, see me. To come hang out. Come hang out. Bring the baby. Let us meet the baby. Yeah. He's a tr- dude's a traveling fiend and shoots with like massive brands and shit. You'll, you'll hear about it in the podcast. But anyway, the importance of demo reels. I personally have never really had a demo reel. I've made one once and it was for a specific, like literally to get one job. Like I needed to do it just for that client. Yeah. You right? need them when you need them. So, but why did you make the last one you did? Well, first in my world right now, there's two types of reels. Okay. So there's like my demo reel, which you'll see on my website. And then there's like my commercial reel, which is probably used more often than my demo reel right now, which is basically just 30 second versions of everything I've done, um, kind of all lined up and like a, it's called a wire drive. Hmm. And so basically, you know, they're for two do- totally different types of, uh, jobs. So I have like, for example, this job I'm doing right now, I used my wire drive reel because it's through an agency and all that stuff. And that's how you get those kind of jobs. Right. But like, for example, I do a lot of work with Mercedes and it's like direct to client. And that's where, you know, they'll look at my reel on my website. Mm. So there's like reels are super important and you got to know how to build your reel, I think is really important. I'm still figuring it out, but I'm learning a lot more and more because this is a topic that I'm dealing with every day in my life right now, especially right now. Um, How to build it, what niche to focus on, what it should look like, what types of reels you need, because you do need, I believe you do need more than one. Right. Um, And you know, how to make sure that it hits the demographic you're hoping it'll hit. So do you think uh, uh, someone in the Facebook group, Black and No Cream groups was talking about if editors should have a reel. Do you think that it's important for every lane of creative to have a reel? So especially for like an editor, like editor, DOP, um, I'd say those are like VFX artists. Those are pretty important for a reel because for example, like on a lot of the bigger jobs I do, I choose my editor, I choose my DP, and I choose my VFX artist. Right. I'm not going to go source through all their work because for example, like when you're even like a drone pilot, for example, I just shot for a drone pilot yesterday to come on this 10 day shoot. Um, I'm not going to go look through all their work and try to find three of their drone shots in each commercial they do. I need it all in one place and I need to know what they think is their best stuff right. because that's how they're going to work on my job. Hmm. So that's what like, for example, my reel too, that's what I believe is my best stuff. And if a client doesn't agree, we're not meant to be. Right. So like an editor for sure. I want to see like how they like to edit, Mm -hmm. what they're stoked on because that's what they're going to be most passionate doing. And I want to hire someone for what they like to do because they think they're good at that or they are good at that. That's what they do rather than hiring someone and getting them to do something that they don't really know how to do. Like that's like me saying, Hey, can you edit this thing? 
but I want you edited like this person. Right. Like everyone hates that. Right. And like, I won't get the best product of you. I want, Hey, can you edit this thing? I want you to edit it how you would edit it and we'll collab on that. Right. That's, and that's why a reel is important for a lot of people, um, that are like kind of the service part of the production because, you know, it's a lot of people like me and our, you know, our types of jobs that we're trying to hire these people. And I don't want to go through 30 minutes of work. Right. I need to see it all at once in like a 60 seconds. Right. Please let me know exactly what you do as fast as fucking possible. I'm a director. Uh, I do mainly. No, I'm saying, I'm saying oh, that's what I want. Me? I was just like, <laughs> didn't we cover this? Would that be a sign? Didn't we do a whole podcast <laughs> on this? I was like, fuck. No, I mean like if you're making something instead yeah, of making no, it, 30 I get minutes, it. You that's my saying. message. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I just talked about for the last well, five minutes. Well, I would director. <laughs> yeah. Please tell me about uh, your childhood. And uh, no, I think, I think it's um, crucial to do that. And I also think that there's you as a, creator right if you're a director of photography if you're an editor or whatever if you're a colorist and you want to show stimuli yeah, like colorist is another huge thing yeah but i think your main goal is to think as if you are a client that's looking for you right well there's two Besides sides of the coin yeah there. you're right because you're right like you can build it that's why i think you need more than one reel Agreed. like if you want to start shooting a lot of real estate videos make a real estate reel because that's going to hit those people hard yeah they're not going to want to look through all your other stuff your car stuff or whatever you got if you're trying to get real estate videos mm-hmm. like you know if you're doing an aerial stuff like you want to make an aerial reel if you you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. if you picking niches so that's another thing i think is important so like my other side of my reel, which kind of affects both, but the one I'm talking about where it's like all the 30 second cuts of everything. So when I like bid on a job or get bid on a job, the, like a lot of times the production company will send out like four or five of my jobs and that's called my reel. Right. So it's like the same terminology, but it's a totally different approach. Um, and say pick and choose what jobs, what 30 second jobs back to back that fit the job that I'm bidding on best. Right. Um, but yeah, like that's that's important to build a niche for that as well because at first I thought, oh, I want to shoot everything. I want to do cars. I want to do fashion. I want to do this because I want to get all the jobs. I want to do everything. I don't want to limit myself. Right. And if you spread yourself thin like that, especially in that side of the reel, it works in both sides, but especially that world, like the agency world, it's like you you need at least three or four of the same thing to get one of those jobs three or four of the same type like if like you're genre. specifically try yeah if you're trying to target real estate you need to have like three or four examples so say for example like i like i do a lot of car stuff right so for me a lot of my reels car heavy but mm-hmm. i would love to do comedy like i really want to get into comedy it's a goal of mine but i can't just do one comedy shoot and then hope that'll get me a job that will never happen in that world because right. You need to focus on your niche and you need to build that niche and you will get more work if you do it that way in that world. Mm. Whereas before I thought it was the other way around. I'll spread myself thin. Right. And it just doesn't really work that way. And I believe it's on the other side too for like a creator that's dealing a lot lot with direct to client. Like you want to be the king of what you do. Right. That's going to help you get the type of work you want to get. Now I'm not saying don't not do everything. But I would take, me personally, I believe taking it step by step, like, okay, I'm going to tackle a lot of car stuff first. I'm going to become like, I want to build a reel that like I'm the king of car stuff. And then I want to do fashion, but not just one of each, like take it, own it and like innovate in that right. genre. Right. 
Yeah, and I think it, if you look at it too, there's I have two questions for you. One, well, one to kind of show an example, like Shannon, our homie Shannon, she was on the podcast as well. Shannon Griffin, she, she has like fire editor, a, yeah, fire editor. She's great. So it may be wise, and I don't know if she does this or not, but to have different forums like ready to go, always have those assets created to say like if someone hits her up, she's done a lot of music videos. Music cool. video, have reel. a music video reel. This is just my editing for music videos because Commercial reel. yeah, if it's a hodgepodge of everything like. I might be trying to book you to shoot interviews or edit interviews, but you're just showing me all this fast, cutty, like trippy shit with VFX and all this stuff. And it's for music videos. And I'm kind of looking at it like, I don't know if they can just do simpler stuff. I don't know. Maybe that's not her thing. Maybe she only does this stuff. You know what I mean? If that was her case, but 100%. to be able to divide and conquer, it helps open up a lot of doors if you have the means to get the content. So yeah. I guess that brings me to my second question, which the first one wasn't even a question. It was just following up. Rhetorical. It, yeah. So do you think that, do you think it's there's ever times and have you ever done this where you'll take a job or maybe do some go out of your way for something to add to your reel like a, a specific thing like say say you were doing a car sh- car reel and you knew you needed like this one specific major shot of a car would you sacrifice potentially getting paid by a client just offering like hey could I go do this I'll get you the footage and blah 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 for the means of like building a reel or do you, I mean, at this point you've done so much, but in your earlier stages, no, it's, you never stop. Right. So I talked a bit about this kind of in the last podcast and I actually was saying that I'm going home to do this. So I'm kind of glad oh, we're yeah. actually bringing this up right. because I actually followed through with my word and it's a huge thing. Like I know all these, like, or I follow all these directors on Instagram, social media, all that stuff big directors that are still doing so we call them spec spots right so a spec spots basically if you don't know it's like you do a fake commercial to build your reel right because your reel's that important that people like um so the company i'm with now stepped like they'll throw they give me money and we make a spec spot out of their own money just to help build my reel because eventually it'll make them money. Right. Like it'll pay back. Yeah. Um, so we do fake car commercials or whatever just to help build it so that I get the jobs they want me to get and that I want to get. Because sometimes you're, what you currently have shot, maybe like a quick like it's not enough. a year ago, you might have it's shot it. On, yeah, it's not enough. And it doesn't show you. Maybe you didn't even have the budget to do it. So what happens if you invest 30 grand into your idea and go totally. shoot something that's 30K worth? And you don't have to invest a lot of money. Right. You can pick simple ideas. Like a lot of the stuff I do is like simple logistically, but creative. Right. And you'll see a lot of that on the Facebook page. Like creators doing stuff for lower budgets, higher budgets, everything, but the stuff's unreal. Like your guys' Dutch Brothers competition, you just did like watching some of those videos. It's like, man, I know these guys aren't putting a lot of their own money in it because why would they? Right. But this shit's amazing. Yeah. Like this stuff looks like $100,000 commercials. Right. Like it's unreal. Yeah. So yeah, never think you need uh, the money. Shoot natural light, saves you a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, shoot on whatever can- camera, like if you got a Canon 5D, that shit's going to look just as good as a red if you know how to use it properly. Right. Um, you know, and just have like good creative or good talent, good ideas. That's what gets you far. Right. So basically like, yeah, what we were just talking about, I like a lot of jobs, you don't get to do what you really want to do because there's a client, there's an agency involved. There's a lot of moving parts that kind of stop you. You got to do what's best for them. Yeah. It's usually how it ends up. So that's why these spec spots, they allow you to do what you want to do. And usually that's what gets you the jobs that end up being you doing what you don't want it. You, what you, you know, want you know what do. I mean? You, yeah, you yeah. can't do what you want to do. Right. Right. But you need those trigger points 
in your reel. So whether that's in your combined demo reel. So if you go on my website, you'll see my combined demo reel, which is like a mixture of all the stuff I've done. And it's supposed to be just really triggering yeah. and like visual and immersive. Or you'll see like my wire drive reel, which is like my best work cut down into shorts. So having that in both of those places is super important. That's yeah. how you get work. I, I remember when I moved out here, <clears throat> I was like, I had only done some real estate stuff in Iowa and I was like, man, I need to make some money. I was like, I, what if I shoot some real estate shit out here? And I remember meeting with a homie, Chloe. She was a real estate agent and she had just started mentoring underneath this dude. I don't remember his name. I know his name is Ben. I don't remember his full name, but she was telling me about how he invested like, I think like 35 grand into a real estate video that he was making. And this was when real estate videos were just starting to become, you know what I mean? Like, yeah accessible and he spent like 30 35 grand on it and hired families he hired like what uh, you know had a party scene he Shot took it like he, a commercial he made this house look he showed you every option of a life you could live in this house wow. with 35 grand and that shit sold that's a lot to invest but he made a million dollars there you go sold a fuck you know i don't know how much the house was worth like 50 yeah, million so the or same concept for a real estate agent comes for a creator yeah absolutely like you know i'll invest like I'm doing this, working on this feature still. I think we talked about it last time. I was yeah. just about to go shoot in Africa. So we right. went and shot, but you know, I invest a lot of money in that project and I'm hoping it's going to return in the end. It's the same thing. I invest a lot in my specs. I invest in a lot of short films. Even time. It doesn't necessarily well, have to be physical cash. No, exactly. Any investment's an investment. Right. So whether that's money, time, you know, using uh, homie deals or favors from homies, that's... Yeah. Time is money. Like it's everything costs something. Absolutely. You got to pay back the favor one day. It's going to cost you. Right. So, you know, that investment's huge, but also, um, a lesson I did learn about doing these, building your reel, um, is when you do it, do it properly. Hmm. Like I've done some that were half fast and just got thrown in the trash after. What makes it half fast? I just wanted to do it to do it like more the better, the more the better. So I did like six in one week. Like I did all these like simple kind of ideas. A lot of them were comedy when I was really trying to get comedy going. And after like in the edit bay, you're like, like fuck, I should have just done one that week. Right. I, like I should, like half of these aren't gonna work because they're too like I didn't put enough time and effort into them. I spread myself too thin. Like yeah, I should have written the idea, like thought about it for a while, not just like, hey, this is kind of a funny idea, let's shoot it. Like, right. Write out a script, look at it, and be like, okay, how do I imagine? Like, treat it like a job. Yeah. Actually do it properly. And mm. rather than doing, you know, having three done like that, that are mediocre, you have one that's amazing, and then you just do another one that's amazing, and you just like slowly chip. Like, you don't want to rush it. Yeah. You don't want to rush a reel. Right. It takes a while to grow. It will, you'll grow your reel for the rest of your life. How long do you take trying to find the music, like the perfect song for a reel? Well, the way I edit everything is I edit the images first. The music's the last thing I put in. Really? I do images first. I do sound design. Then I throw in the track. Hmm. And then I adjust to the track. But right. I build the like the imagery out first so it tells a story, mm-hmm. whether it is a story or I need it to tell a story. So like my reel... Um, you'd notice like a lot of things kind of like connect and throughout and it has a book ending and all that stuff. So, and then I'll throw a track on it and that gives me the time to find the track while I'm editing it too, to find right. the vibe. Right. Yeah. But, and a lot of tracks, um, like are from inspiration of stuff I've seen that I really liked mm. or like that gave a good tone that I'd like to have. And I try to find something similar. I always find myself starting with music or listening and trying to like catch the vibe from that and then build off of that. 
but I think it's also maybe I have a rough idea of. I mean, I've everyone's cut different. Reels. Yeah, it's everyone like, cuts differently. Yeah. You can edit a thing a hundred different ways. Mm. So, if someone's starting out right now, what would you encourage them to think about while they're creating their reel? If you're just getting going, even if you're not just getting going, because I feel like I'm just getting going right now when it comes to my reel, just learning. Um, for me, the biggest things I've learned recently is picking a niche and becoming a king in that niche. Mm. Um, and enjoying that niche like don't just pick it because it makes money don't just pick it because it no many other people are doing it like you gotta love it you gotta breathe it you wanna you gotta want to do it all the time right um so start there um and yeah invest invest that time whether that's just time whether it's just money i hate spending money but so i invest a lot of time and when i have to put the money in you just got to put the money in but um yeah you just you live and breathe it when you build your reel and then you know grow from there and think about it like really dig down and be like and just write it down just be right. like, what do where do i see myself where do i see my work being shown what are the kind of clients i see myself working for do i see myself like you know doing a lot of direct to client work or whether that's through an agency or what um and like how what are they gonna want to see that also is something I want to do. Like make sure those two match up. Right. Like, you know, you don't want to start your reel for someone else. It's got to start with you. It's got to start for you, but also think about the receiving end, you know, and making sure those two connect. Right. So you got give and take a little bit because, you know, you need to be somewhat commercial. Like, you know, we were just talking about that competition you did, you know, you know, the video that won, is looks like a commercial where right. some of the other videos are absolutely amazing and so creative, but you know, it's, it's the one that one was the one that actually looked like it belonged, like it came out of the brief from a client. Right. Like it looked like it came from a pitch deck Yeah, and is, and very creative as well, but it was, you know, on brand. Yeah. It hit the colors, hit the vibe, made hit sense. all that stuff. So mm. yeah, it's like, I know you, I said, don't build it for someone else, but there is a little bit of a happy, be, happy medium balance, but it's just having the intention while you're doing it for yourself that you know that there's a receiving party and like what it's going to trigger them as well. Well, and I think at the same time too, it's like you in this business, if you're trying to make money by working with clients, you already need to be in the business of catering to them. You know what I mean? So yes, you want to build it for yourself and have your own style. And I think naturally you will do that. And yeah. you, you eventually become really good at adding your own style to their notes. Sometimes totally. their notes may suck and you have to cave and do some dumb shit you didn't want to do, but you'll still build and bake your style into that. You know what I mean? So it's like it, yeah, you do want to favor them a little bit, but it becomes natural. It should be like a natural give and take. Yeah. It's like, I almost see it more in this, like if I take my reel, for example, that's on my website, yeah. like when I was building it, you know, I knew I wanted something really high energy, something that also dropped and kicked back up um, because it triggers people's interest. I knew that I wanted, um, I wanted to include a lot of car stuff because I know that's my niche and that's where I'm going to like win a lot. And I know, and that's what I love to do. It's a part of what I love to do. Um, and also I'm like a, more of like an emotional director. So I'm, I, as much as I wish I could be a comedic director, I'm not. 
um, like I'm a kind of a heart, they call it a heart trigger, mm. uh, in the agency world. So I do a lot of like stuff that's kind of heart triggering. Yeah. Triggers heartstrings, I guess you'd right. say. Um, so it's like that. light emotion. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I focus on that a lot because it kind of tends to be what I, sh- the style I shoot in anyways, yeah. but I also know that's what people want from me mm. and that's what my niche is. And so between that and car stuff and like underwater stuff, that's where I'm going to win my job. So I feel it heavy on that side. Yeah. Knowing that the people that are receiving it are looking at me for that right. rather than if I filled it with comedy, cause I know I want to go in comedy probably gonna suck Mm. and it's not gonna have the results that i wanted to have do you think uh this will be the last question do you think um there's a time limit of how long your reel should last i know everyone usually tries to do your your recap kind of reel 2019 reel or they'll just change it to say 2019 reel and it has some shit from the year before but do you think that it's important to constantly be switching it up or do you think that once you find something that's kind of rock solid, you can rock it for a little bit of time and, and focus more so on your jobs? Well, I've definitely rocked something for a long time. Like yeah. if you look at the last four reels I've done, I probably usually do them once every two, three years. Mm. If you look at the last three or four I've done, there's quite a few shots that have been in all of them. Um, I used the same song for three of them. I finally just switched up the tone <laughs> and the music. Um, not saying that's what to do, but that's also just because of time management. But yeah, it's, it's, a uh, that's a tough, a tough one because you, you want the real to, I don't really know how to answer that question. Well, the like, other thing that sucks about it, if you do change it is like if say a client's sharing your reel. And then all of a sudden that link goes dead because you just swapped out another one. You kind of hurt yourself in that sense. Like if you change it two months later. No, no. Yeah. Always keep the same link. Right. hundred percent. And you want it like you want it fresh. Of Mm -hmm. course, it's got to be modern. It's got to be in today's age. You want to keep updating with all your new stuff because if you're not getting new stuff that's not real worthy. Right. Then you should probably like kind of relook at what you're doing because you want to always be growing. Right. Mm -hmm. So definitely in that sense, like definitely my reel grew, like I would always kind of just like replace images for a while. Like this last one was the first time I actually like totally scratched it because I was lazy before and I was like, okay, I'm gonna build this from scratch. Right. I'm gonna relook at the footage because I see the footage that I think is good differently now. So right. some of the shots I thought were fire before, I'm like, no, this doesn't help me nor it's what I want to do at all. Like right. it's just a surfing shot that I thought was cool at a time because I thought shooting a surfer was cool when I'm not gonna get jobs that shoot surfers right now. Like, right. that's not what I do. Yeah. So there's that aspect of it too. And like, also another huge thing about uh, changing it up is it gives you an opportunity to market it again. Hmm. So it's like, hey, blast it out to everybody. New reel, guys, check it out, blah, blah, blah. There's a bunch of new stuff in there. Like, that's actually a pretty fun thing to push out. Yeah. And you can actually get quite a bit of views on it. Like my and real, jobs. And jobs. Like it's opportunity, right? People are like, oh yeah, this guy, he's amazing. Look at his new stuff. Right. Like that's that's another huge point to it. But yeah, you always want to be like current. Mm-hmm. Like even like it's probably, I don't know if, well, there's no rules to reels. But basically like if I do a shoot, you know, on the uh, on a job and I found a shot that's like, yeah, this has to be on my reel. Like now, as soon as the commercial comes out, like I'll just slide it in. Right. Won't really tell anyone. Just replace the link. No one will really know. And I'll just, I'll do that once in a while just to keep like a couple bangers in yeah. there that I'm constantly getting. But yeah, I think, I think every, I'm going to try maybe every year now just to switch up the vibe of it. Right. Because cool. I'm changing as a director. Yeah, totally. And you're, everyone's changing as a creator. Yeah. So 
the reel should probably change with you or else it's not really speaking to who you and are. And the amount of projects that can be done at this point in time, it's like we're constantly kicking out new shit and yeah. social grabs things and, and is over it right away. So it's like keeping a fresh pace of this is what I just did. This is the ill shit. I mean, you're always going to, your next thing's going to be better than your yeah. last. Actually a good point to just finish that off is like, I was looking for a DP a few days ago for this next job I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And this guy that I ended up booking, I was like, you know, I was looking at his website and it's, it's outdated, but you don't know that. And I was looking at his work. I'm like, you know, stuff kind of looks old and whatever. It's like, all right. But then I hit his Instagram and I was like, oh, fire shit. Half of shit that's on here isn't on his reel. Yeah. It's not on his website. It's not in his reel. And that's also kind of a big fuck up in my opinion is like, if I didn't go to his Instagram because I'm young and that's the thing I think about, but you'd think about like a director of marketing, well, maybe hopefully a director of marketing would go on Instagram, but right. you know, an agency person, anyone or at a brand that's maybe a little more old school, they might not think to go to the your Instagram. Yeah, And I feel like people focus on that a lot more these days where both are should be equally important and equally up to date. Yeah, I, I'm totally with that shit. We, we, I don't know if I, if I said in the first attempt at recording the intro or the second, but have we had the podcast that talked about your Instagram is your resume and how important it is and everyone. I mean, you just said you just got booked through Instagram the other day, right? For a big job. That India job was through Instagram. Through yeah. Instagram. So I don't even have any followers, so that's wild. <laughs> yeah, but they'll find you. They can find, they you. find you. But the problem is, is like say, my best work was. I posted it and then all of a sudden I share some personal shit on my IG. All of a sudden that gets kind of pushed down. And if the, if the client is coming to my Instagram and seeing just like maybe some, like they see my podcast stuff, you will go to my Instagram and you see me post three new podcast things. They have no, they just think I'm a podcaster. They don't know what I do beyond that. So it kind of sucks. It's like you set yourself up for failure unless you're only posting this exact thing you want to get booked for on your Instagram. But if you, which do, I do, you do, like, I, I focus don't on that. Yeah. So my Instagram is a very business oriented Instagram and it reflects my website. Yeah. So I treat them as like a similar entity kind of thing. They work together. Totally. Where like, but you know, on stories is kind of where I have more of my like personal life or behind the scenes. But on my Instagram, if you go to it, you'll see like, I do these three row yeah. deals and they're just jobs usually, or like my wife's birthday, I have to put that as a three rows or else she doesn't <laughs> think she's important. But it's like, you know, these three row jobs and it's just my work that I think should be on there right. and usually that stuff will spike people to come to my Instagram and go to my website. So your website, right. And there you and hopefully fucking... it's like kind of easier to navigate where you can see it all at once on my website. Like so, that's the point. Yeah. Exactly. You want it to be a quick process, but like a powerful process. Mm-hmm. I love that. Ending on that. Perfect. Thanks for doing this, dude. No worries. I don't, I don't know why I thought we were going to be able to do two, two back to back. I'm tired. It's, it's our days off. It's hard to talk. I know, man. Um, Cool. Make sure to follow my, I'll put all the links to Mike's shit on, on, uh, in the bio or whatever of this video and audio. And, uh, you should send him a little message and thank him for dropping some fucking gems on today's episode. This is fun. Sounds good. Thanks man. Um, where are you going after this? Like right now or like fine right now? Like do you have to go? Are you, are you staying in Venice or something? Manhattan beach, Manhattan beach vibes. All right. That's where the office is. How do you want to end this? Well, if you have any questions, just hit me up. I love answering questions. So after the last posca- podcast, it's cool. I met a lot of people, talked to a lot of people on the gram. So keep it up and I'm happy to help. And follow him. He needs more followers. Yeah. Yeah. I got to look cool. I'll never catch up to this kid. <laughs> Holy. I don't look cool anymore. All right. Bye.